Are we live? I think we are. What's up, guys? It is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time. Shout out to Cracker for the correction. I know, th- I knew that it was standard time, but I'm just in such the habit of saying daylight time. Friday, December 10th, 2021 AD. Everything cool? I think so. I need to, I need to restart Wirecast. Oh, okay. We're going to restart, guys. We got to restart. Apologies. We got to restart Wirecast, which may or may not throw off stuff, right? Because we're, are we streaming on the thing? Yeah. Okay. It should just change the camera for a second. Okay. I'll see you guys on that other camera, maybe for a second. Um, so we're going to restart, guys. Hang tight. Yeah. Going to have a fun show, guys. Uh, hey, do the sound effects. Usually it comes in too loud. That guy, the black-white supremacist. And I will be talking about Ellen Page, who's another LGBTIQ type of a person. Are we back? Are we back, guys? And I will be talking about an article put out by Dr. John R. Lott Jr., who is... A, uh, the uh, founder and president of Crime Prevention Research Center, and he wrote an excellent article in um, townhall.com about the ill effects on society of abortion. And is much more uh, thought out, better thought out, than... Finally, my, uh, my iPad is loading the uh, thing. Then... Uh, Richard Spencer's notion about how abortion reduced crime. It is... He's an atheist. Gotta cut him some slack. Okay, guys. But, uh, I... Let me just see how it sounds. Is it sounding? Looking good? Everything? Cool. So, anyway, guys. Let's get right on with the show! Have you been naughty or nice? Fine. Hey, the 90s called and they want their soul patch back, says Lindy. <laughs> hey, gonna hurt himself. Soul patch is actually a side effect of the Moronicron virus, <laughs> says Kevin Howe. And Grace Face is not being very gracious, or is she? I don't know. Uh, she is saying stuff like, uh, Hake has corona on his chin, referring to this, uh, 
patch of hair that people call a soul patch. Hake look out here looking like Homer Simpson with a soul patch. His <laughs> grace face. So harsh. Music stays soul patch 86, says uh, Kevin Howe. Well, I, you know, when I kept it, I, sh- I shaved my face for Halloween and I cut my hair real short for Halloween and everybody came in, well, the mean people came in and like, James, you're going bald. And James, you look like a f- woman. <laughs> and all that mess. Hey, all ego. Great energy today, hey. Looks good to me, says Anderson, mister. And I, when I was shaving for Halloween, which it's a, supposedly a Christian holiday, right? I was like, let me just keep this part. It'll be funny. That's what Satan told me. And I, I'm like, yeah, Satan. <laughs> so I, that's what I have is that. Anyway, um, we're going to have a fun Friday show, Lucy Goosey Friday show, guys. Uh, you can call in 888-775-3773. Shout out to Get a Job, the excellent YouTube channel, and to the uh, Rebel Flag. I learned some things and, or, or was reminded in some cases, of some things, from a mm, somewhat of a southerner guy who, uh, who talked to me after the Hake report yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I learned some things. I may, um, I may talk more about that stuff, and you can too. Shout out to the beautiful South and to the Facebook crew. Nice. The faithful few. <laughs> Um, but first, before I get to calls and all that mess, no, Hake is not on pot. Um, yeah, I was a soccer player for Halloween, that's true. Uh, a chupacabra, which was the soccer team that I played on, community. Anyway, Juicy Smollett. I have lots, tons of screenshots, and I want to plow through all of these, just to show you what dishonest evil, jumping to conclusions, ready to believe the worst about the whites, anti-Trump, anti-American. If you're anti-Trump, let's be honest, you're anti-American. Unless you're one of those guys, in which case I just feel that you're a little bit uh, misguided. One of those guys who think, oh, Trump became a vaccine salesman. Or Trump is a chump, he didn't put up the wall. In that case, I just think that, I don't think that you're anti-American, necessarily. Uh, Anyway, I have tons of screenshots from the far-left foreign UK sleazy outlet Daily Mail. Um, Lots of phony politicians and female celebrities and female-minded males kissing up to this black, radical, homosexual, uh, half-Jewish actor, Jussie Smollett. If you're not already familiar, he, he... acted like some white guys in MAGA hats came up to him and said, this is MAGA country at 2 a.m. in Chicago, Illinois, and poured bleach on him, beat him up, according to him, and put a noose around his neck, (laughs) a white uh, noose, and then uh, said, you're that F... Sorry, kids. F word for homosexual, for radical homosexual. F word, empire N word. <laughs> Which F word, empire N word? 
<laughs> because Lee Daniels, the guy who uh, created this TV show, black TV show that probably many MAGA people don't weren't really familiar with, especially whites. It was a very popular TV show, but I don't know if they would know who Juicy Smollett is. <laughs> anyway, maybe. But it's a black TV show about, what is it, drugs? This guy is like a drug lord, or he runs a bunch of clubs, nightclubs, or both? This Terrence Howard guy, the guy who, who said, whoop that trick in that movie that I have not seen, Hustle and Flow. Seen parts of it. Music industry. Oh, yeah, music industry. Okay. Drugs, music industry, same thing, right? Music is a drug. It's the language of Satan. It puts you in a uh, hypnotic mindset. And then you're, you're, it tickles your ego. Music industry, evil. And Juicy was, plays the, the young black gay son. And then he came out as actually ho- radical homosexual. What a mess. So anyway, this is an article from Daily Mail. Biden and Harris, red-faced. <laughs> red-faced, really? That's trying to, isn't that, is that implying that Harris is not actually black? <laughs> after tweeting, after tweets defending Smollett, resurface. And actually, let me, so the police were investigating it as a hate crime. I told you about it in Hake News. You guys probably all know the story. And then the cops were like, cops didn't really believe him anyway. And pretty soon they're like, this is, this guy is fake. Oftentimes, blacks and gays, so frequently, will lie and make up fake things. They'll write the N-word on uh, college walls and say, oh, it was a white who did it. We need to march. We need to support Black Lives Matter. And it comes out, they did it. A black did it or a gay did it. A gay guy, a gay radical, as in radical homosexual, like, perverted, um, organ player, I think, at his own church, spray-painted, like, swastika, you know, the Nazi symbol thing? And stuff on the outside of his own church that he played organ at, I think. And he got caught as the the perpetrator. A bunch of fake hate crimes, and this was right after Trump was elected. So a bunch of fake stuff goes on. And I played a um, liberal teacher or school principal, white guy, I guess he was white, I don't know, uh, who gave this TED talk or TEDx talk, you know those liberal talks? Most of the time they're liberal and useless and silly and feel good. He gave a talk about how his POC um, students at his this school that he was freshly gonna coming into, they presented him with these KKK recruitment flyers that they claimed to have found around the school. What are you gonna do about this? It, re- it came out that one of the female students, POC students, Hispanic or black, made it. And he, guess what? He didn't even punish them. He's all, oh, we need to listen to you. You're so poor and oppressed that you had to make up a fake racism thing, KKK, boogeyman thing, that now we need to listen to you. I'm not going to punish you. (laughs) So frequent. This is, if you go to, what is it, Uh, this college, Campus Reform, I think, has covered, I think it's Campus Reform, one of those college um, conservative outlets, 
They document the shenanigans that go on on college campuses. Uh, they've documented case after case after case of blacks and fakes, women, perpetrating fake hate crimes. Which hate crimes don't even exist, but they just pretend that stuff is going on. And there are, red, there used to be anyway, like a Reddit board. You'd ever heard of Reddit? It's a social media platform, mostly liberal. They banned uh, Trump supporters from there, including uh, the Donald. The Donald was like the biggest pro-Trump uh, Reddit f- forum or whatever, board. I don't know. Subreddit? <laughs> I don't know how these things are called. They banned them, but they had that fake hate crimes or hate crime hoaxes. There's like, I should dig it up, but there's a bunch of different websites that document all these things. It's so, it's so frequent. But it's undercovered, underreported. And the mainstream media is all eager to, to gin up fake things, like all kinds of stuff. Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, uh, all that mess. Anyway, here is a clip of a credulous woman, Ellen Page, Michael Tracy, who's an independent but very liberal journalist, pretty honest though, for a journalist, tweeted out, just look at the passion of Elliot Page, formerly Ellen, as they, he calls her they, I guess she goes by they, them, I don't know, angrily and tearfully denounce, that's LGBTIQ stuff for the boomers, angrily and tearfully denounce the political dynamics, which they claim, she claims, directly caused the hate crime attack, fake hate crime attack, on Juicy Smollett. Stephen Colbert, whom I covered yesterday, he's a fake Christian, he is a late-night fake comedian liberal host, affirms his total agreement, and then Ellen Page receives a standing ovation, partially standing ovation. And so, listen, listen to this clip from uh, back in 2019, January of 2019, when uh, this woman started grandstanding against Mike Pence and Donald Trump. Listen to this. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. This isn't a debate. I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm like really fired up tonight. This is how this is how you have to be fired up. It feels impossible to not feel this way right now with the president and the vice president Mike Pence, who like wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. The vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. (laughs) He wanted to ban that in Indiana. He's showing a picture. He believes in conversion therapy. He has hurt LGBTQ people so badly as the government of Indiana, and I think the thing we need to know, and I hope my show Gaycation did this, in terms of connecting the dots, Gross. in terms of what happened the other day to Jesse, I don't know him personally, I saw, I sent all of my love. You don't have love. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people, Gross. and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? Kids are going to be abused, and they're going to kill themselves. And people are going to be beaten on the street. I have traveled <laughs> the world, and I have met the most marginalized people you could meet. 
I am lucky to have this time and the privilege to say this. This needs to stop. Look at her performing. <laughs> I she was in that movie Inception, that weird Inception movie, by the way, if you're not already familiar. And she was in Juno. I think that was one of her first like her breakout movies, which I did not see Juno. Which was, she was a teen pregnant girl in that movie, Juno. She still looks like a little girl for some reason. Or that she reminds me of some of those, like, boyish, innocent little girl, little things, little kids. Her voice is annoying. (sighs) And she claimed they're killing themselves because of bullying or something. That's not true. They're killing themselves because of weakness and the acceptance of evil, which they can never accept. Does she have plastic surgery? She is... Maybe it's just too much makeup. Skinny woman. I have some... Just by the way, this woman is so... She's the one who's full of hatred for Christians. Is she... Side note, is she a normal white? I don't know. But I have a a side note, because she was trending on Twitter for some reason. I'm not sure if... If, uh... It was because of her melodrama during the Juicy Smollett thing, which came to nothing. Which, of course, blacks and gays, the two most... Some, they're some of the most hateful, hateful people. When you, when you uh, disagree with them or something, they just turn nasty towards each other and everybody else. She, she was a lesbian, and then she turns tr- so-called transgender. Anyway. Two fake things. But anyway, she appeared in a headline in this Pink News thing. Pink News is a radical homosexual, which harm, actively harms people by pretending wrong is right, right? James Esses on Twitter showed this picture, screenshot of this Pink News headline, which came out in no, late November of this year. Uh, which, look at these headlines and screenshots of... L- Ellen Page looking crazy. Okay, so she turned, like, transgender, cut off her uh, chest, her breasts, and then got, like, all, like, boyish fit. Looks like a high school athlete. Boy. She's so gross. Yeah, I know. And I bleeped it out. I I blanked out where her breasts used to be, right? Because it's gross. But she took this selfie. So shameless. Do you see those things? It's outside of that folder. Ellen Page Feminism. Look at that. Oh, gosh. I think I'm showing too much shoulder of hers. But she's all acting like a boy now. And, uh, like, diet. Well, I don't know if maybe that's her natural hair color. So, like, totally looks like a high school boy, right? Nasty. He's radiating, or they? They are radiating, radiating gender euphoria. Gender euphoria, because they call it gender dysphoria. That's the fake scientific term for this. Or some people think that it's real. And so some of these people are commenting. 
James S.S. on Twitter said, If Elliot Page, fa- Elliot, Ellen Page, found contentment through this process, I wish them well. However, when I see these photographs and headlines, I can't think but about the increasing number of young women affirmed down a medical path. They call it affirming surgery, right? Gender affirming. Uh, down a medical path who lost parts of their bodies they can never get back or cut them off. Former ex-trans girl, Helena LaCroix, tweeted, I'm not saying this to be mean to Paige, Ellen Page, but it is downright dystopian and creepy how the media and transgender people pretend there is anything radiant about this. Fake abs or not, some people, I guess, speculate that this Ellen Page woman has fake ad- abdomen uh, muscles, you know, like a six-pack, has looked unwell in every picture since the transition. Honestly, even during that, during that appearance when she had long hair and makeup, she didn't look well. What a mess. Anyway, that's that for her. Let me just tell you a little bit more about this juicy Smollett guy, because it's kind of interesting, and it explains sort of why he is the way he is. I don't think that he was raised Christian. I don't think that he was raised Christian, right? This is from Wikipedia, Juicy Smollett, early life. (laughs) No, that's not a dog whistle, or is it? (laughs) What a mess. Uh, Juicy Smollett's son, the son of Joel, like the book of Joel in the Bible. But this guy doesn't seem to follow the Bible, or didn't seem to follow the Bible. He's dead now, I think. Joel and Janet Smollett. She was born Harris. Janet being the, the mother. And oh my gosh, I don't have any pictures of Janet Smollett or Harris or whatever her name is. I don't know if she kept her name. But she has this wild gray black lady hair. And I say lady loosely. Black woman wild hair. You've seen it on guys. Looks like kind of like a, a black version of... That scientist, Albert Einstein, with wild hair, except black version, where it's, like, more coily. Ugh. He has three brothers, two sisters, Jake, jo- Jokey, Jojo, Journey, and Jazz. All J names. Weak. That's so lame. Well, sorry to those parents who do that stuff, but I think that's so lame. When you can't have, all, have them all start with the same letter. Uh, no offense, but I think it's silly. But anyway, I guess that's a younger millennial kids end up being like that in Zoomers. Uh, poor parents or poor kids whose parents did that. Smollett is biracial. His mother is African-American, meaning black. And his father is Jewish. And he has said that his, listen to this, Juicy Smollett saying about his father, his late father, right? He's Jewish too. He has said that his father would, quote, kill you if you called him white. Reminds me of that, is that the NoFX guy who said, don't call me white? He's saying this song, don't, Fat Mike, was it Fat Mike? Somebody's, any of you guys know this cringy, uh, pop punk's song, don't call me white? I think that was a Jewish guy who's white, white Jew, right? <laughs> well, anti-white though, too. Don't call me white. Apparently this guy, this Jewish father of Juicy Smollett agreed with him. And so it's not, so those people calling me racist for saying Jews aren't white, or they aren't, they don't, they're not like the normal whites. They agree with me. 
some of the most vicious ones, too. His father was absent from his life for a significant portion of his childhood, per Wikipedia early life section. And he appeared in Out Magazine, January 2016, exclusive. Oh, I forgot to show all those tweets. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to those later. All those tweets from cackling Kamala Harris, sleazy Joe Biden, Cortez, Alexandria Cortez, psycho evil woman, um, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, I didn't see a Cory Booker tweet, but Cory Booker called it a modern, modern day lynching. Stupid. Uh, and uh, so many others. Even... Even some Zendaya, that evil, young, uh, mixed woman. And others. Shameful. Anyway. Uh, this is, uh, according to Out Magazine, t January 2016, I think. Exclusive Juicy Smollett on how a black gay man can save the world. Look at this. Look at this headline. Uh, it's from Out Magazine. And they're, they have him looking like a hero. This is, is pre-Trump. I mean, he was uh, running for president at this point. Oh, a black gay man can save the world. And they talk about his father. Joel Smollett Sr. was a... I don't know how he's Joel Sr. Like, did he name any kids Joel? I, don't, I didn't see any. Maybe. Was a Russian-Polish Jew. He'd kill you if you called him white, though, Juicy says. Smollett's eyes filled with tears, talking about his father. My father was far from perfect, but he was okay with changing, with becoming a better man. So I had my dad before he left us, meaning he died, like, of cancer or something, I think. And also, like, he left, uh, like, I think they, they split up. The Jewish man and the black female woman <laughs> uh, split up. His parents split up. I didn't have him necessarily all through my childhood the way I would have liked, but I had him in those last years. And for that, I'm forever grateful. No wonder he turned into a woman. Partly, right? Partly no wonder. But uh, this guy was a bitter person. Well, he'd kill you if you call him white. This seems kind of hateful, right? It was Smollett's mother, Janet, who largely managed him and his five siblings. He's the third oldest, including a series of co cross-country moves. Moving? As the kids pursued acting careers. Show business? Uh-uh. Not good for a lot of these children, right? His parents separated when he was 15. Before they were allowed to act or sing, Smollett and his siblings had to truly understand their most important role, listen to this, as activists. Typical, uh, typical, what is that? Like, that's a black thing and like a Jewish thing, too. Being an activist. Rather than being moral themselves, they become activists and push their fake idea of morality on the rest of the world. They need that clean-your-room guy to tell them what's up. <laughs> and others. JLP. Black AIDS Institute founder Phil Wilson became Juicy's mentor. So he was re really into this black gay thing. Smollett ended up, up as a staffer for artists for a new South Africa coordinating donations for auctions they raised for money for the group's AIDS work. With Empire, that, that TV show that he was there? Hey, you and Jesse are in show business. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that. I think, I think that that might be lights out, but he, has, he, has he libeled us again? Until he libels us, I guess 
you don't have to ban him. But if he libels us again, you can ban him, right? Because libel should not be allowed. Uh, with Empire by Lee Daniels, who's a radical homosexual himself, black. There were two things on Smollett's mind. One, when and how he would officially publicly be ready to talk about his so-called sexual orientation. And two, how would he use his new huge platform to raise his voice against injustice to say unequivocally that black lives matter. Do, do we ever have white, uh, white um, actors, actors and celebrities and ask them to speak up about the injustice against whites? No, if anything, they kiss up and pretend the injustice is against blacks when it's not. Accept uh, the injustice of going along with, the e- their own, with their evil and kissing up to them. That is injustice. It's a disservice. This guy, Juicy, was playing a gay character on an acclaimed TV show created by an outspoken gay man, black. But there was also Taraji P. Henson, who also per- portrayed a fake hate uh, alleged, anyway, a fake hate crime. Total, total liar. Taraji P. Henson. Black female. In her 50s or 60s. Uh, I think. And she claimed, oh, my son, I've told this many times on my show before. My son, he was harassed by the UCLA police or something like that. And the UCLA police released footage. Or, or Los Angeles Police Department, I don't know, released footage. They caught her son with uh, pot when it was still illegal, possession, right? And they were so nice to him. What the heck? And she claimed that he he was harassed just for being black. Stupid. So anyway, this this guy grew up and is in a world of evil lies. So you can kind of understand why he's such a, so deluded, right? Why you listen to Satan to perpetrate this fake hate crime, right? (laughs) Uh, Clovera said, I forgot James always seems to have three or four thoughts, sentences, topics going on at once. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What a mess. I need to get organized. Uh, She said Smollett is praising Taraji P. Henson, this actress, this lying actress woman who has, uh, to my knowledge, has not apologized to the cops or, I don't know, suffered any consequences for lying on the cops, smearing, slandering, defaming the police. She said, who gives a F blank? I don't, don't tell, I don't tell these M or M blank Fers that I'm straight. Why the blank F do you have to tell them that you're so-called gay? And then uh, Smollett said, that was so OG, as in like original gangster, right? He's calling her, like he's praising this woman. It just made me love her even more. Weak. When it came to calling out violence against communities of color, however, there was suddenly serious pushback. Uh, this is Ju- Juicy Smollett complaining. I was told by two executives, you know, just maybe just wait, just wait, Smollett says. He was planning to travel to Washington, D.C. to speak on the steps of the Capitol as part of the March 2 Justice, number two, March 2, <laughs> number two, Justice and then help deliver a legislative package on police brutality to Congress. These self-important, activist, evil, misguided, uh, not Christian, anti-Christian. People pretend blacks are so Christian. No, they're not. Uh, people pushing, blaming the cops for something that's really uh, 
the problem with blacks and Hispanics. But I felt like if I lose my career based on this, then I don't need that career. Listen to this. Smollett met another black gay, DeRay McKesson, who blocked me, and I think he blocked GLP. DeRay McKesson, he's the Black Lives Matter agitator. He's kind of disappeared. He got sued, and I, I think he got off on this lawsuit for organizing a rally that really severely hurt or injured, I think, or pretty severely injured a cop. You know, Black Lives Matter riot he organized. Unlike with, with regard to the uh, totally peaceful white organizers of the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, DeRay McKesson organized Black Lives Matter agitation. He wasn't held responsible for any of the destruction, and he never apologized. He defended. He's all, I think he's all, the riot, a riot is the language of the oppressed. Or something like that. Or the, un- the voice of the unheard. He's quoting Martin Luther King Jr. That's what January 6th was. The voice, uh, an expression of the unheard. Right? Not, not Black Lives Matter. Anyway, uh, Smollett met DeRay McKesson, one of the more visible advocates to emerge from the protests in Ferguson, Missouri, after Michael Brown rightly got killed in self-defense by that... Uh, Falsely smeared cop, Darren Wilson. Mike Brown, the gentle giant who stole uh, Swisher Sweets and strong, uh, I, we think, and strong-armed the, uh, the store owner and then tried to shoot, tried to steal his, the uh, cop's gun and the white cop, the upstanding white cop's gun and shoot him and punched him and charged at him and got shot and killed. He, and he did not, ha- it was not hands up, don't shoot, but they lied. DeRay McKesson was an honoree in uh, 2015's Out 100 by Out Magazine, by the way. DeRay McKesson said about Juicy Smollett, listen to this. He's just a good person who's not afraid to say or tell the truth. Ha <laughs> ha, what a lie. Proved himself wrong, am I right? Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Do you guys want to hear... Do you guys want to see the... Don't... Don't call it that, Ryan. See? He's talking mess about my uh, facial hair. What's left of it. Uh, do I... Do you guys want to... Okay, I'm going to show this to you. I'm going to show this uh, last stuff to you. These tweets from these evil people about regarding the Juicy Smollett case, okay? And then I will get to your calls. You can call in. And I have Dr. John R. Lott's stuff to get to. Here's the New York Slimes article uh, t- tweet that was never taken down. They uh, posted this as fact. And they didn't hide behind, according to the police, only the second uh so this, they're acting like he really was attacked. Look at this uh, headline from the failing New York Slimes from 2019. Juicy Smollett, one of the stars of the television show Empire, was attacked in Chicago by two assailants who yelled racial and homophobic slurs, period. They didn't say according to him or according to police. Only the second sentence, the incident is being investigated as a possible hate crime, according to police. Wow. 
the credulous N- NYT. Credulous means gullible or willfully that way, right? So sleazy Joe Biden quote tweets that the same day and stated what happened today to Juicy Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Juicy. So that's Sleazy Joe back when he was trying to run for president. And here's his, his illegitimate senator cackling Kamala Harris, who also is a lawyer slash liar who should know better. And then I will get to your calls, guys. Hang tight. Uh... Cackling Kamala Harris tweeted, Juicy Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. They think, the cops think, that this guy self-inflicted those bruises and mild abrasions on his face. (laughs) This was an attempted modern-day lynching. Cackling Kamala Harris, the lying anchor baby woman who shouldn't have even been senator, much less vice president, by the way. I, I say. Uh... No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. No, they should. Anyway, we must confront this hate. AOC, Alexandria Cortez, Sandy Cortez. She stated, and she's responding to, I don't know, people called it racially charged. She's all, there is no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly uh, quote-unquote, possibly homophobic, it was a racist and homophobic attack. It wasn't even an attack at all, woman. And there's no such thing as racism or homophobia. Woman, if you don't like what's happening to our country, then work to change it. It's no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes, which is fake. That was an attack on Trump, a false smear on Trump and the Trump supporters, the real Americans. Bernie Sanders said, the racist and homophobic... He tweeted this out, right? Or somebody tweeted it for him. The racist and homophobic attack on Juicy Smollett is a horrific instance of the surging hostility toward minorities around the country. We must come together to eradicate all forms of bigotry and violence. Shut up, Bernie, you lying sleaze. You don't want to eradicate violence. Or you would be dealing with the blacks, you liar. Cory Booker also called it a modern-day lynching. Kirsten Gillibrand, remember her? She's all, this is a sickening and outrageous attack. This, uh, and horribly, it's the latest of too many hate crimes against LGBTQ people and people of color, which is a lie. We are all responsible for condemning this behavior and every person who enables or normalizes it, praying for Juicy and his family. You're not praying, woman, liar. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the racist, homophobic attack on Juicy Smollett, affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. That's not love, evil woman. Nancy Pelosi, nervous Nancy Pelosi. I pray. You don't pray, woman, that Juicy Smollett has a speedy recovery and that justice is served. (laughs) Justice, uh, we'll see if justice is served. May we all commit to ending this hate once and for all. Pete Boot Edge Edge, the radical homosexual transportation secretary who was a mayor and running for president, fake, ID, fake guy of South Bend, Indiana. 
He's currently, or he went on male maternity leave after somebody else had a baby, not him. <laughs> the struggle for basic hate crime legislation continues here in Indiana. This horrible attack calls all Americans to stand against hatred and violence in all its forms. So phony, evil people attack and smear upon the whites. Rashida Tlaib, one of the jihad squad. <laughs> She's a Palestinian Detroit ghetto mother who said, we got to impeach the MF- MFR, referring to Trump, in front of her son. She, Rashida Tlaib, evil woman, said, when one of the most famous black and gay men in America is not safe, the message is clearer than it ever has been. The dangerous lies spewing from the right wing is killing and hurting our people. Such, such horrible lies, right? Terrible lie. Thinking of you, Juicy Smollett, and my LGBTQ neighbors, Eric Swalwell, Tulsi Gabbard even tweeted, what a mess. I wonder if Tulsi went back and fixed it. She seems like a halfway decent woman. She was at least raised Christian, wasn't raised all pro-gay. I gotta hurry through these. Ariana Grande ranners, dumb, evil mouth. What happened to Juicy? Juicy makes me really F-wording sick to my stomach. I still can't believe SH blank blank like this is really still happening every day. What kind of world's sending all of the healing energy slash love? You don't send healing energy or love to anybody. You know how many guys have overdosed or attempted suicide over this evil w- woman who looks like she's 13, but I don't know, for some reason there's guys who are attracted to her? Ariana Grande. You know, did you know that that guy whose dad... Uh, died in 9-11, he tried to commit suicide after she broke up with him. And you know who else? That Jewish rapper, uh, I liked his raps a little bit. That Jewish young rapper from New York, I'm blanking on his name, he crashed his G-Wagon. I think he crashed his G-Wagon. He overdosed after being with her. Well, I don't know if it's over her, right? But Ariana Grande... Evil, degenerate, sick, every bit as nasty as, uh, uh, I'm blanking on that other woman. <laughs> but dirty, dirty woman. Reese Witherspoon tweeted, this is beyond upsetting. Reese Witherspoon is some, what is she, an actress or a singer or something? I think she's an actress. She's like this blonde girl, or woman, now. Used to be considered pretty, I guess. Maybe she still is, I don't know. Stupid women kissing, kissing up, am I right? Zendaya, this is heartbreaking and tele- terrifying. Please pay attention to what's happening here. <laughs> anyway, that's that for Juicy Smollett and the phony blue checkmark uh, misinformation world. Am I right? I've heard some say, yeah, Mac Miller, thank you. Mac Miller, Pittsburgh, not New York. Same thing. I don't know my geography. <laughs> Mac Miller hated Trump, says uh, Malkuth X. I know. That's why he died. You know who else hated Trump? That other uh, angsty white guy, so-called white, uh, from Lincoln Park. He hated Trump. And look at him now. He's dead. He committed suicide. Hanged himself, I think. Uh, Chester Bennington. Psh, shameful. Don't hate Trump, guys. It's not good for you. Or gals. I wonder how uh, 
And never mind, I don't want to get into uh, Robin Williams. Speaking of all these people, Reese is ugh as a mug. <laughs> Says Lord Bibby forty two. Anyway, um, thank you for putting up with that for, uh, with me, guys. Uh, let me get to some super chats here. Wow, lots of uh, interesting posts over there in Odyssey. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, Lord Bibby, Lord Forty Two of the Bibby. Gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report and stated, Hake, it's an honor having my Bibby's bodacious birthday bash extraordinaire take place during James Hake birthday celebration extravaganza tomorrow. Here's a little extra for the root beers. Drink them responsibly. Happy birthday, Hake. Well, thank you, Lord Bibby42. I appreciate it. And he also states, and also, please don't show Ellen Page shirtless again. I get all nauseous, man. Nauseated, he means. Nausea, nauseous. <laughs> You're better than that, Hake. I know. But do you at least appreciate that I put a black rectangle over where her, her breasts used to be? Such, such a terrible shame. How old is that woman? Ellen Page age. 34 years old. And Google corrects me, Elliot Page. Canadian. Does anything good come from Canada other than some of my callers? (laughs) And Nick the Anchor Baby. (laughs) He came through Canada. He came through Canada. Norm MacDonald. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, Five foot one. Quote, unquote, married to a... Another female, fellow female. What a mess. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know what? Ooh. Let me just play a couple of more clips for you guys. I wanted to share, just to remind you about um, Hillary Clinton. You guys saw that Hillary Clinton woman? You saw her yesterday crying, and she's like putting her hand over to her heart, where her heart is supposed to be anyway. <laughs> well, that she does have a physical heart. I don't know if she has a uh, real spiritual heart, right? She has no soul. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you, Hillary Clinton, self-important woman, can't let go of, of losing. By the way... Well, I won't say it about what Trump's about what Trump did. <laughs> I don't want to get censored. Ha- Hillary Clinton, I tweeted you the long version. Here is the short version. Just a little reminder about this woman. I'm excited to invite you to my join my new master class. And I was told by the fallen state producer that her master class is in resilience. <laughs> Resilience. Whatever. She is a sociopath, says Dan Clifton. She is truly wicked, wicked, says Lord A.O. <laughs> it's funny, you, uh, you lords. And the ladies want to... Don't call themselves ladies. They call themselves duchesses and other things. Uh, it's an inside joke among the live chat of the JLP and the Hague, uh, 
fans and friends or chatters. Masterclass is where anyone can learn from the world's best. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is the, is the world's best in resilience. No, I would say Trump uh, has some better resilience than, than feeble, sick, unhealthy Hillary Rodham Clinton, I would say. That's my statement. Uh, anyway, they're from San Francisco. Not much honesty coming out of San Francisco. I'll be teaching the skills I developed throughout my career, the challenges, the triumphs, and all the rest. I hope these lessons will help you chart your own path with passion and purpose. And she shares a link, learn.masterclass.com slash coming soon. Hillary smells like soul versus Costin Raku. Anyway, here is the uh, brief little um, intro thing, little trailer thing for her mess. I'm not going to show the whole video again, I don't think. <laughs> but listen to this. Listen to Hillary and this masterclass phoniness. What a phony world we live in. Am I right? Listen to this. Clip 13, I think. This was what I intended to say if I had been elected in 2016. (laughs) My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world. Look at her. (laughs) She almost cried. She was crying. She was crying because she thinks about her mother every day. JLP has amazing resilience, says Czar Luke. Czar, hey, I like that. Uh, yes. Hillary evil class, Haig hates us. <laughs> Wasn't that short and sweet, though, Ghost Rider? Ah, what a mess. Let me, fix, let me fix this for you guys. Let me show you some men. And I'm blanking on the name of this guy who's in this clip here. But, uh, I want to play a Tucker Carlson clip shared by a sleazy, evil woman named Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, McCann, two N's, uh, two C's, two N's, Ramirez, with an accent over the I, and this sleazy woman, a disgrace to all Ramirez's and all McCann's and all Nikki's, am I right? She's from Media Matters for America, which should be Media Matters against America, because Media Matters are a bunch of liberals. I think it's, and I say liberals, I mean just Satan's children. Even the great Bill O'Reilly knows they're evil, I think. It was founded by this, I think it was founded by this ex-Republican who was dating that James Elephantis guy, I think it's Gene, Elephantis guy, the owner of Comet Pizza. <laughs> the the heart and soul of Pizzagate, <laughs> radical homosexual. He, he s- pretended to be a conservative and then he switched. I think. Uh, media matters evil, and so they do this hit piece uh, clip on Tucker Carlson talking with Nigel Farage. I think is his name, Nigel Farage. He's a he's a Brit, a British man, male man. I think maybe. And here's the headline from Media Matters. Tucker Carlson says, getting COVID does feminize people. No one ever says that, but it's true. (laughs) So listen to this interesting clip. And they're talking about the mess going on in England, which I call a foreign nation because they're run by 
I don't have... You know, you guys know that I'm conflicted about saying this C word that is not a... Not that bad of a C word, but it is a C word for people who betray what's right in favor of evil, surrender their country, raise other people's kids, especially other races, kiss up to other races and pretend that whites are, are, are so bad. Uh, Boris Johnson, who's the head of the UK, he was compared to Trump, but he hated Trump. He was a sleazy, phony, anti-Trump, grandstanding politician with messy blonde hair. Looks like he could be honest, but he's not. He's a, he's the equivalent of a rhino liberal. Anyway, here is Tucker Carlson talking about what happened to him, because he got sick with the China virus and then came out against the British people, kissing up to the evil. Here is Tucker Carlson and Nigel Farage talking and bantering on uh, Tucker's, one of his shows. Listen to this. Quality. Yes. We're gonna go, yes. We're going to go and climb that hill. And here's why we want to do it. And we invite you, the public, to come with us on that journey. Amen. That is leadership. And Boris, just with the best will in the world, doesn't have that. And we've seen more U-turns in policy from the Johnson government than I've seen in any government in my lifetime. Yes. And uh, in a very embarrassing way. Oh, some of yep. it's been shocking. So somebody who knows him told me, and I, I should be initially getting your take on this, that getting COVID emasculated him. It changed him. It, we, it feminized him. It weakened him as wow. a man. Do you think that's... Well, I think he was very seriously ill. Oh, for uh, sure he was. And I think... I mean, one, one of the things we have learned from COVID is people hey, who are 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight uh, tend <laughs> to have fared very badly. Sure. Now, we don't talk about it But much. the virus itself, this is true, does tend to take away the life force in some people, I notice. I mean, it does yes. feminize people. I, no one ever says that, but it, it's true. I, look, I think the virus did affect him, but I think, let's be honest about it, it's, it's the new wife, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, Carrie Whoa. Johnson, or as, as she's now called, Carrie Antoinette, uh, which <laughs> the historians <laughs> like. Um, this is a very powerful, very strong woman. Uh, with what wife own. is this, do we know? Or do uh, we even keep count? I don't... Interesting, huh? Whoa! So, the China virus... Watch out for the China virus, guys. Uh, according to Tucker, who is almost always right, let's face it. Some say Nigel is all right. Some say Nigel is all evil. Not, that was Nigel Farage talking. And then, I don't know. But he's talking, they're talking about this Boris Johnson guy, fat. And did you know Boris Johnson... Age, how old is this Boris Johnson guy? Boris Johnson age. 57 year old male, born in 1964. Was married to apparently three different women over time. Allegra Mostin Owen, Owen. 1987 to 1993 per Google, which is evil. Use startpage.com with a Brave browser. Or maybe not startpage, there's uh, others. I'm blanking on the ones to use. And then he was married after that, 1987 to 1993, and he jumped from woman to woman, like, right away. Like, you divorce and remarry. Whoa. And then he was married to Marina Wheeler. 
Marina Wheeler, 1993 until 2020. <laughs> and then, uh, and he's of the conservative party, so-called. And then, Nigel Farage points out, Carrie Johnson, married in 2021, a year after he divorced Marina Wheeler, or within a year, right? Carrie Johnson, British political activist, conservationist, whatever that means, and wife of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, age 33, by the way, born in 1988. What? A 33-year-old woman married to a 57-year-old man. <laughs> and I'm chuckling because I'm thinking about Trump. But Trump is not a... a I just want to say this word. Trump is not a surrender to evil in favor of what's, of what's, uh, what's wrong for any woman except maybe his daughter... Uh, What's his daughter's name? I, I, Ivanka. Maybe he's a little bit of a simp for his daughter. Because he, you know, he has a soft... <clears throat> I cracked a little bit. He has a soft heart for his daughter and for the blacks and the gays and the transgenders and stuff. And he's, like, nice to, to, to them, right? And the criminals. And it's been... It's done some harm to society. But, uh... And he used to be very pro-abortion, too. And then he had some uh, grandchildren and switched to be pro-life, but for the exceptions, which is rape and incest, which I don't agree with him on those. But this is no comparison to Boris Johnson, who just remarried uh, to Carrie Johnson, this Carrie woman, born Simmons, was a political activist female. And so not only did the China virus emasculate him, but so did his third wife. That's not weird, Castle. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Graceface. What did Graceface say about this whole thing? I guess I don't, didn't screenshot it. Um, interesting, huh? Boris Johnson uh, emasculated, effeminized, by the China virus. Did you know that? Had you heard that? I had not heard that before. So watch out and uh, make sure you do your exercises. Eat right, guys. Get enough sleep. Do your silent prayer. And don't turn effeminate from getting sick. And don't be uh, controlled by your activist wife. Very interesting insights from uh, Nigel Farage, whom I don't know much about. I'm a so-so on that guy. The uh, taking care of business guy, Bear, says, uh, why did Britain oust Nigel Farage after he led the Brexit movement? That was the exit out of the EU, the evil globalist EU. They decided to go with that Gary Busey-looking guy, blanking on his name. He'd be much better off for Britain. Or Britain would be much better off. <laughs> Terrible. What a mess. Evil stuff in the world, right? Anyway, we are at the top of the hour, guys. I'm going to get to the abortion mess. It is doing much damage to the young people who are born and had. Right? Right. Uh, Roe v. Wade was evil and is evil and a fake thing. But, uh... I will read to you some excellent points brought 
by the great Dr. John R. Lott Jr. But first, I gotta get to some, uh, I got to get to another Christmas song, guys. Uh, <laughs> this is from the 1992 Various Artists album. Uh, I think produced overall by Mervyn Warren and others, but Mervyn Warren. And the tr- this track is entitled Overture, A Partial History of Black Music. <laughs> and it, I like this track. It's not exactly a song. I guess there's singing in it. Uh, from the Grammy award-winning... Gospel, which I usually hate gospel music, guys. I really hate gospel music. Some of you guys, or I've heard of people hating country music. I cannot stand most gospel music. It's just repetitive, fake excitement, uh, unappealing choir, uh, gay, to quote William. (laughs) Well, in, in some cases, not all, right? Anyway... The album is entitled Grammy Award-winning album. It got an NAAC Image Award, I heard, which is not a positive thing, but I like this first track. Handel's Messiah, a soulful celebration, meaning black. (laughs) Hope you enjoy it, though. Overture, a partial history of black music. Enjoy, and I'll be right back for hour two, guys. Hang tight.
Isn't this fun? No? I like it. Because the gospel part, with the excitement, is very short and sweet. And it's reminiscent of Handel, George Friedrich Handel's Messiah. It's based off of that. Black people are stealing white people's music. <laughs> This is so, like, 80s, 90s. James' wigger phase. <laughs> oh, I can't say that, can I? African drums beating in my chest. Hate going jungle fever? I knew it! Jungle fever. Yeah, I liked rap when I was five. Christian rap, though. My brother got it for me. My older brother. So good. This is some hell music. Where is the Christmas spirit? <laughs> right here. That was Handel. Dang, this is good. <laughs> I know you're gonna dig this. <laughs> so cool. 1992. Cut me some slack, guys. I was 11. <laughs> hey. You honky cracker. Slapping your fans across the face with a live catfish. <laughs> hey, gloves, show tunes. This 80s part is cool. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that. George Friedrich Handel is rolling over in his grave, says De White. Yeah, I think I read when I was a young man, young man or boy about George Friedrich Handel, who wrote Handel's Messiah, which is a whole musical like score or something like that, classical-ish music. It has that song, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and others. I think it has that song, right? Sorry for trying to sing it. Uh, pretty fun, right? Pretty fun, maybe? Hey, put up this... Oh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, Haig pulls up in his car to debate slavery listening to this. <laughs> I like those Negro spirituals things, and I uh, like the African drum beat thing. Especially when it turns, when it is an 80s version of Handel's Messiah, or early 90s. Justice for Handel. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thank you guys. Reading a little bit of the chat here. Before I get to calls. <laughs> um, somebody was talking about Nigel Farage here. Hey, you should look at the Nigel For Forage, Farage, leaving the EU Brett. Brevity, Brexit, I think. Final speech, says Pierre Aussie Gold. What's up, man? It was hilarious. They picked up English flags, and the speaker was all mad. Not sure what you mean, but thank you, man, for the tip. Kevin Howe... Oh, never mind. Nigel Farage is very solid, says Viewer USA. He practically led Brexit and has been a stalwart, stalwart against the Muslim takeover of 
Mommy Europa. Interesting. Some say that that's um, not going far enough to only go after the Muslims. Do with that, that what you will. L Murphs 87, L underscore Murphs 87 says, I'm from the UK and Boris is the worst PM in the history of all PMs, prime ministers. Although the woman before him, wasn't it Theresa May? She, isn't she evil too? Oh my gosh. But Boris is the worst? Okay. Maybe so. I mean, because he's present. One. Nigel Farage left Boris after Brexit, after he found out the damage of the so-called deals he had lined up. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not all music is black. Give it a rest, guys, says Robert Lee. Um, well, thank you. Let me get to some calls. You can call in 888 775 I'm wearing my Temple City Rams t-shirt. Did you know I grew up in uh, Temple City, California? But I went to school in El Monte. Which makes it sound more ghetto. <laughs> makes it sound tougher. It's like in that movie, Swingers, I'm from L.A. And then the guy says, Oh, that guy was a skinny young version of, uh, of that... Who's that actor? Uh, and he's all, Anaheim. <laughs> he grew up in Anaheim, not L.A. He's the guy who pulls out a gun on people. Um, blanking on that guy's name. But anyway, let me get to Robert in Kansas. Robert, how are you doing? Hey, hey, I was wondering, have you reached the anti-Semitic point of no return? <laughs> That's a reference to the, uh, to, to explain to my listeners, he's referencing a, uh, a chart or a, or a image, an upside-down triangle of crazy, consp- so-called crazy conspiracy theories, and... Uh, she says, once you pass this anti-Semitic point of no return, you have to believe all of the conspiracy theories about Flat Earth and George Soros and cultural Marxism and various other things. And I covered it on my show last week. And some of the things that were in this anti-Semitic point of no return and, and whatever, they had nothing to do with the Jews and... There are facts. Deep state. Uh, I, I have reached that, yes, according to her, this Jewish lady who came up with this busybody woman who came up with this thing. I have reached that, but uh, I don't accept all of those things that are in that last conspiracy theory that are, that are supposedly way out there. But some of them I do obviously agree with. So, yes, I, I guess I have, according to her. <laughs> I just can't believe they would put that on there, Hank, that they would actually label it that. I know. That just was, was surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I have a few housekeeping-type notes for you, Hank, if I can get to just a few of those before <laughs> we get to human rights. Is that okay? I, I suppose um, so. So you talked about adultery on your show. Uh, James 4.4, I would suggest everyone, if you want to look at what adultery what the Bible says about adultery. One of the best lines in the Bible, in my opinion, about uh, friendship with the world is enmity with God. And cool. it's, about adultery, it's about adultery. Nice. Um, uh, Barack Obama's mama is named Stanley Ann Dunham. You can look this up. She's a Jewish woman. Um, okay. Uh, and then, others, uh, you... others have not heard that before. But okay. 
you know, uh, you know that poem that Trump used to do, Hake, this, that about like the scorpion on the frog, the snake, I, right? The snake, it's the snake, or the yeah, that they bit or stung the frog or whatever. You knew before you let me in that I was a snake. Yeah. So what I want to say is that Trump is that snake, and the vaccine is the sting. He's all, he's all, shut up, silly woman. You knew before. <laughs> and somebody grabbed that. That's a great line. Anyway. America's a silly woman, huh? Um, yeah. And then finally, Jesse has a heart monitor on. I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor, and I think he probably has great care. But uh, I would, would want Bond to invest in something called a tri-field meter. You may already have one. I don't know, but it measures... Uh, magnetic and electric frequencies that are, you know, in the air, you can't see them. Um, and uh, in the nature of your guys' job and everything, you're probably going to find a lot of stuff you want to stay away from. But yeah, because of all this machinery and computers and mess, I guess. Frequency, you know, frequencies. Friend. And if they got it right on my man's heart like that, you know, I just, uh, you know, I really, I, I, I love Jesse and I want to be okay. Nice. Um, so... Okay, hey, it's Human Rights Day, brother. Do you know that? I did not know that it is. I appreciate you telling us that it is Human Rights Day. So it's not a real day, then. Well, my question is, Hank, are women humans? <laughs> yes, but there's no such thing as human rights. You think they are? You, I, I, don't, see, I don't know that women are necessarily human. <laughs> Why not? Uh, in the same sense that men are, because... Or it, it implies a type of equality, and, and I think that's where everybody's equal. That's really the basis of Satan's lies that right. he's taking over the world with, to say everybody's equal. And so once, once you say that, you know, women are humans too, well, then you've got to give them rights. <laughs> and then once you give women rights, they start to, you know, kill their kids, divorce their husbands, and in general destroy society and bring about Satan's order, right? Yeah. So it, there's a thing about treating women as equals that is the reason why, like, why do we have gay marriage? Well, it's because everyone's equal. So two men can achieve marriage just like a man and a woman. Right. right? Because every, everybody's equal. Why can't a man transition to a woman or vice versa? Well, because everybody's equal. And well, Satan, down the line, Satan, told, Satan told the woman, you can be, if you eat from this, you will be equals with God. The knowledge of good and evil. Exactly. You'll be equal to the man. You'll, yeah. be, at, you'll be at least as equal to him in these things. And that's, that's what we have to understand, that there's a certain truth in life that is that God shows us, and it, it's there always. It's always with us, and Satan's always lying, where a lot of women will accept a physical inferiority because it's so prima facie, and you can see it. It's right there. But what I'm saying is that it goes into the mental it goes into the spiritual, and it goes into the emotional. It goes into all aspects of a human being where, if you notice, men are able to do for themselves in the world, right? Where women are not able to do for themselves. And a human being is, is a, someone who's able to, is designed for the world that you're in, where women are not designed that way. Women literally can't get their own food. They can't build a house. They can't... Uh, they can't do the things that are necessary to live uh, not like an animal. All right. right. Very interesting, man. But you, but you don't, when you use terms like the human man, and that seems like a, like a dog whistle 
saying the white, meaning the white man, I think. Or am well, I wrong? Like the, when you say the like human the, man, do you mean the white man? I've heard you say, when you've called into my show on other days, you've talked about yeah. the human man as if there's a non-human version of a man or a mixed well, the, human man. The founding fathers got it right, right, Hank, where they, they saw that a white man was able to go into the ground to grow and sow his crops and to produce an actual existence for himself and his family. But the, the founders realized that if you were to set white men free, that they would replicate this on their own without kings or queens above them, right? So the founders were talking about no kings or queens over white men because oh. white men are human. So white that's why he's saying all men are created equal. They meant white men? They meant all white men. That means no kings over white men. Ah. That's what that means. It doesn't mean that women are equal to, to men. Women right. can't even cut down a tree, let alone settle a land. Okay? All right. So, so, so women aren't really human, and then you go on to the racial aspect. I think I that mean, you think too much, man. Well, just, just <laughs> like when they say blacks and whites are equal, right. I mean, that's obviously not true. I yeah, mean, people, it's just, nobody is equal. I don't no, think. nothing's equal. God makes nothing equal to another, yeah. right? And, and Satan's primary lie to bring in all this baby murder and all this perversion right. is to convince us of equalities that aren't real. And then he can stack the other lies on top of that, and eventually you have transgender three-year-olds because yeah. everything is equal to one another, and you're letting do women you? have the rights of men, and you can't do that because yeah. women are not men. They're, and, they're, and imaginary they're rights, and imaginary rights, as you pointed out. Um, do you do JLP's silent prayer? No, Hake. Well, no, Hake. I've been over this. I've, I've done things like it. I, I pray myself a lot, okay. Hake, you know? So, um... All right. But, uh, no, I, for, I, don't, I forgot you know, your answer. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, uh, I appreciate, uh, all of Jesse's teaching. He showed me so much about women, too, Hake, that, uh, yeah. that I didn't know before, like, really enlightened me on, uh, the aspect of the mother and the right. dynamic of women and family and how they treat the, the husband and the kids and how that whole relationship is. I would have never, I don't think I would have ever known that in my whole life, Hake, if I had come across JLP. So, um, certainly I've learned, certainly I've learned a lot from well, him. Well, you want to um, know, you want to know yourself too, as well as you know, the world, the yeah, outside world. Because it's all inside of us, right? Hake? So God yeah, put to, it in to you overcome. Too. Whatever he did put in you, it's in you, right? Already. And it's a matter of you uh, having that time, like alone time, quiet time, whatever, where you're able to, you know, go into these ideas and things for yourself. And like you say, know for yourself. And that's, it's all really inside of us. I mean, it's inside of women, too. Women know they're not equal to men. And, and you'll see that. You'll see a woman, like when she gets emotional, she'll start comparing a man to a woman. I know. Very true. <laughs> and women know that, too. That's why women yep. are, are, you know, they, they act the way they do. Um, they want to be like men. They are jealous of men. If you had an entity on the planet. I got you, man. I got you. the environment we live in. My head is woman, full. My head anything. is full. Okay. I can't take anymore. <laughs> but thank you, Robert. Right. I appreciate you, man. Anyway, we've got to take all these rights away from women. That's how we restore society. Hey? Thank you, sir. All take right. care. Bye. All right. <laughs> Austin316 says, caller is making Hake nervous. <laughs> anyway, uh, quick uh Comment from uh, or a chat, super chat, if you will, from uh, Big Bump Nipsey Hustle. 
hated Trump. You know how I said, don't hate Trump, guys. It's not good for you. Nipsey Hussle, that's true. He, he, don't cut him off, says Richie. Richie, my head was full. I don't know if you ever get overwhelmed by when people flood you with stuff. But yeah, Nipsey Hussle co-sang that rap song. I guess raps are not songs because they're not singing a song. They're rapping the rap. Uh, that rap, crap, sorry kids, uh, Hank's ears are full, <laughs> uh, F blank Donald Trump, yeah, and we're blank blunt Donald Trump, remember that song? And pe- and dumb, silly, trendy, not thinking for themselves, blacks and others, black-hearted, black-souled people who did not love Trump. Some blacks did love Trump, or pretended to. Uh, but these evil people would play this song all loud in their vehicles, acting like, oh, this is such a catchy banger tune, blank Donald Trump. He sang that track, rapped that track. Nipsey Hussle got killed, by the way, because he was a former gang member. And he was pretending to try to do the right thing. Or maybe he was trying to do the right thing. Buy up property or whatever. He was blind, groping around in the dark. Blind people do that, right? Spiritually blind. Snoop hates Trump, too. And he's alive and kicking. But he's taking a dive. A joke of what, a shadow of what he used to be. And anyway, back when what he used to be was so no good either. Yeah, Nipsey died. Did you know? And he... And uh, he co-sang this track with this other black rapper who brought up a uh, young, upstanding young man, although how upstanding can you be if you're going to a rap concert? But he was a young man, under 18, I think. And this young man was an upstanding young man who would not repeat the line, F Donald Trump. I don't know if he was a Trump supporter or if he was, I covered this story years back, maybe less than some years back. But he was on stage, and he wouldn't sing it. He wouldn't rap F. Donald Trump. And uh, the guy sicked the people on him. Cussed him out. What a mess. Young white man who had the misfortune misfortune of attending a rap concert, and they tried to bring him on stage and smear his fellow white and upstanding, white-souled, white-hearted Donald Trump, the president. Evil. Anyway, thank you uh, for the reminder, don't hate Trump. Okay? Don't hate anybody, but don't hate God's man, right? Anyway. I have to cover this this story for you guys, and and then I will get back to your calls. You can call in 888-775-3... 773. We're having a fun loosey-goosey Friday show. Did I spend too much time on Juicy Smollett? I don't know. Anyway, John R. Lott. Would you Google up up a picture of John Lott? John R. Lott, L-O-T-T. I call him, and I've learned this word from elsewhere, so maybe this word doesn't fit, or the term doesn't fit, but I call him John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D. I call John R. Lott Jr. a national treasure. 
And I've heard, because I've heard other people call other people national treasure. Is it manly to be a national treasure? But I love this guy's insight. He's kind of manly. Hake is scared of flat earth, SMH. <laughs> anyway, townhall.com, which is a mainstream outlet, acceptable on Fox News and all those mainstream so-called conservative outlets. But he writes this article in townhall.com, December 2nd, 2021. There's John Arlott, Jr., PhD, researcher extraordinaire. CrimeResearch.org is his website, by the way. I don't know if he's shared this article that he put out that was an op-ed, opinion editorial on uh, townhall.com. But he states in this article, and I quote, The 1970s saw major changes. The disco, radical, homosexual, jogger people, and by jogger I mean like effeminate, radical homosexuals, people, came forward in the 70s. Crime was starting to, was rising still after the 60s into the 70s, through into the 80s, into the 90s. Um, murders, drugs, shamelessness, let it all hang out. Effeminate. Uh, men dressing up kind of like women, even though they long hair and skinny pants too tight and all that stuff. 70s. But anyway, he says, but few... I wasn't quoting, <laughs> but few realize, writes John Arlott, Jr., that research has shown that the role, the role that Roe had, Roe v. Wade, which was a 1972 or 3 decision, had in helping create these major changes. Nor do people know the harm to the children born after Roe v. Wade, as well as to many of their mothers, the harm to many of their mothers. The changes include a sharp increase in premarital sex. Did you know that? After Roe v. Wade. Shameless premarital sex. I knew it! Because I don't believe that men and women were having sex before marriage on the whole as rampantly as they are today. A sharp rise after Roe v. Wade in out-of-wedlock births. Wow, did you know that? After Roe v. Wade, a drop in the number of children placed for adoption. Wow. A decline in marriages that occur after the woman is pregnant. Those are called shotgun marriages. Right? Uh, Might seem contradictory. Some of those might seem contradictory. Why would both the number of abortions and the number of -of out-of-wedlock births go up? More illegitimate births, but fewer children available for adoption? Part of the answer, this uh, man writes, lies in attitudes towards pre- toward premarital sex. Towards, if you're British, I think towards, British people say towards. Uh, Americans say toward. Abortion is seen as a backup. Men and women, less careful in using contraceptives or having sex, I would like, and more likely to have premarital sex. Wow! And you will, you may recall that I've covered how uh, the atheist white guy, uh, Richard Spencer, who's been on my show, I've been on his, been on the Jason Lee Peterson show. He is supportive of what we have right now with abortion going on. 
he would like it to diminish a little bit, but he will large by and large he likes it. He thinks that it diminishes the number of black criminals born, right? He thinks it's brought down crime, undoubtedly in his mind, right? He's messaged, DM'd it to me. He's tweeted that out. He's said it on in uh, debates. Well, with the attitudes in premarital sex as a result of abortion, I think that he's thinking more like like this female logic, this intellectual logic, which doesn't account for how things, how people, how people get more immoral when you add another immoral thing. Right? Yes. More unplanned pregnancies. Abortion being legal does not make the decision easy. So some women who have never had an abortion now had premarital sex simply because other women were doing so. Isn't that interesting? If many women were willing to have premarital sex, the women who didn't want to have premarital sex felt pressured to do so. Guys might drop them and date other women who were willing to have sex. Wow. (laughs) Isn't this interesting? Is this as interesting to you as it is to me? To me, it's so interesting, so insightful. Uh, Less careful in using contraceptives or whatever, which I'm not in support of those. Academic studies found that legalized abortion by encouraging premarital sex increased the number of unplanned births, even outweighing the reduction of unplanned births due to abortion. Wow! Did you hear that? To me, this is so... Amazing, if you will. (laughs) In the United States, from the early 1970s through the 1980s, a tremendous, I said it black, a tremendous increase in out-of-wedlock births. 70s through the late 80s. Early 70s through the late 80s. From an average of 5% of all births being out-of-wedlock from 1965 to 1969, 5%. Two, and in those days... For blacks, it was like 25% out of wedlock births. And that was considered a crisis. J. Patrick Moynihan, a Democrat, wrote it as it was a crisis in the black family. 25% out of wedlock births. Now, like, whites have 29% out of wedlock birth. And blacks are like 73% or 77% among the black native-born American women. Uh, Anyway... It went from an average of 5% of all births out of wedlock, 1965 to 1979, to more than 16% two decades later, 85 to 89. Wow. 1985 to 1989. For blacks, the numbers soared from 35% in the 60s to 62%. Okay, so the 60s, uh, they had 35%, I guess. I stand corrected. I thought it was 25. To 62%. Now it's in the 70s percent out of wedlock births. With legalization of abortion, a man might well expect his partner, <laughs> he uses the term partner, might as well be gay if you're going to be having sex out of wedlock. It's perverted. It's like a uh, gateway. <laughs> anyway, to have an abortion, a man might well expect his partner, his, the woman, to have a, an abortion. But what happens if the woman refuses? Say she's morally opposed to abortion, but she wasn't morally opposed, or she couldn't help herself but to have sex out of wedlock, right? Or perhaps she thought she could have an abortion, but upon, upon becoming president, she decides she can't go through with it. Many men feeling tricked into unwanted fatherhood, and that's true, will likely wash their hands of the affair altogether. I never wanted a baby. It's her choice, so let her raise the baby herself. And that is a change. 
because of liberalized Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court pretending that a woman had the right to privacy and could have, you know, between the, her and the doctor and they, she can kill the baby. And we don't know when life actually begins, said the stupid 1970s uh, fake judges in the Supreme Court, some of whom were so-called Republicans. Did you know that? Republicans been weak this, this long? Anyway, uh, uh, Dr. John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D., goes on in this town hall article. And the article is entitled, Roe v. Wade harmed even many children born after the court's decision. So not, it didn't just harm the babies who were killed. It harmed the babies who were born and the children who were born, and the mothers, by the way, and the fathers, too. What a mess, because many fathers didn't, don't want their babies killed, but he doesn't cover that. But JLP has covered that. Um, here, he goes on. In the United States, from the early 1970s through the late 1980s, a tremendous, there's that word again, increase in out-of-wedlock births. Oh, I said that one already. Okay, so that's the word. He didn't say that word twice. I, got, I just got lost. There's so much. There's so much here. Um, what is expected of men in this position who've, you know, impregna- uh, gotten a woman pregnant? I don't like the term impregnated who've gotten a woman pregnant. What's expected of men in this position has changed dramatically in the last four decades. The greater availability of abortion has largely ended shotgun marriages, where men feel obligated to marrying the woman. Mothers often raise the children on her own. Even as abortion has led to more out-of-wedlock births, it has dramatically reduced adoptions of children born in America by two-parent families. Before Roe, when abortion was much more difficult, women turned to adoption as their backup. And Roe, went, after Roe, women who turned down an adoption were also the type who wanted to have their baby. I'm keeping my baby. <laughs> like the song goes. Papa don't preach, said Madonna. Or degenerate. I'm keeping my baby. Because she didn't want to give it up for a, a, a adoption. You know, the children want their real parents, both of them. Well, all these changes, uh, John Lott says, rising out of wedlock births, plummeting uh, adoption rates, and the end of shotgun marriages meant one thing, more single-parent families, especially single-mother families. No matter how, which means more criminals, by the way, FYI, right? No matter how wanted their child might be, single parents devote less attention to their children, those Favoring abortion, John Lott points out, have pointed to the social costs of unwanted children who simply won't get the attention of the wanted ones. But there's a trade-off that has long been neglected. Abortion may eliminate some unwanted children, but it increases out-of-wedlock births and single parenthood. And unfortunately, John Lott's published research shows that this, the, the social consequences of illegitimacy Dominated. Yes, abortion increases black violent crime. Richard Spencer? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if anybody even agrees with him in my chat. Uh, Children born after liberalized abortion rules have suffered a series of problems from difficulties at school to more crime. Wow. The saddest fact is that the most vulnerable in society, poor blacks, so-called poor, right? have suffered the most from these changes. 
and those idiots support the same people who support abortion. Suckers. Am I right? Suckers. I've, I, you remember God's Learning Channel? JLP appeared on God's Learning Channel and argued with this guy who seemed like an upstanding local NAACP uh, organizer guy from West Texas who's, who would never have an abortion, would advise people not to get it, but it's not a big con- issue he doesn't see, but he's blind because he, he doesn't see all these, all these unin- so-called unintended consequences of the female version of solving symptoms rather than solving problems at their root. Going back to morals is solving the problems. A patch like abortion and condoms and all that stuff, that's degeneracy, that's shamelessness, that's that female logic that will just go along with evil. <laughs> Malkuth X. Oh, don't look at Malkuth X's thing. Anyway. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what a mess. Uh, he goes on. No matter who wins the election or controls the Supreme Court, abortions are unlikely to be outlawed just as they were not outlawed before the court decided Roe v. Wade in 1973, but it was liberalized abortion, he called it, undoubtedly has made life easier for many. Easier life is not a better life. Despite what the evil women and evil Democrats and evil rhinos pretend, easier life is not a better life. So all these illegals coming up here for an easier life, they're they're coming for an easier life, not a better life. FYI. (laughs) Anyway. But like sex itself, John Lott says wisely, sometimes it has many unintended consequences. Liberalized abortion. Again, this guy is the president of Crime Prevention Research Center. CrimeResearch.org is the uh, thing. Yeah, abortions are sick. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, he's the author most recently of Gun Control Myths. Also, I believe the author of Gu- More Guns, Less Crime, I told you the other day. Until January of this year, 2021, when Sleazy Joe took office, John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D., was the senior advisor for research and statistics at the U.S. Department of Justice's Office of Legal Policy. Did you know that? Again, like it's, I mentioned it earlier this week. I went over this earlier this week, but it's just so shocking to me that there are upstanding men who, this guy seems to be upstanding, John Lott. He's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show a number of times over the years. He was even interviewed by Vincent James, the real Vincent James. One of the, uh, one of the most marginalized people in society. <laughs> he truly is marginalized. He's, uh, he's not suffering because he's a man and he took care of himself and his family. T- to this day, he's taking care of his, himself and his family. But when this evil woman, Ellen Page, says, I went around and met the most marginalized people in society today. Is, to she, day. is she talking about, oh, she met Vincent, real Vincent James or all these whites who are being smeared, these whites who don't sufficiently hate white people who are being smeared? Did she interview uh, former officer Darren Wilson, very marginalized white cop who did nothing except for his job when he killed Mike Brown in self-defense? Did she interview uh, the the Daily Stormer guy who um, has to go outside of America to have a, a website in America? What the heck is, what happened to the spirit of the freedom of speech? 
Anyway. Um, but anyway, John Lott, upstanding researcher and uh, well-respected. She surely meant Vincent James, <laughs> Ellen Page. <laughs> uh, I got off track there. But I wanted to make that point because she's so phony. This marginalized society, underserved society, they're not o- underserved, they're overserved and catered to, and the worst aspects of them are catered to. Abortion is not a woman's choice. Yeah, Andrew England. Abortion is not a woman's choice. A wo- it's a woman's right, and you can't take it away. <laughs> These are disgusting people. It's ju- it reminds me of uh, Juicy Smollett's parents, who raised him, according to him, in Out Magazine, to be uh, an activist. Anyway. <laughs> Terrible. Instead of moral. What a mess. Well, I appreciate you guys putting up with, with me through that uh, little abortion... Not little... That abortion segment. But it's a whole lot of mess going on in the world right now. Did you guys see this little... I saw this crazy headline. Talking about... uh, Talking about the uh, illegals invading. World News, Yahoo News. At least 49 dead. More than 50 injured in a crash of a truck piled or packed with migrants on a Mexican highway. And this was purportedly, apparently, if they said migrants, a caravan. Caravan of illegal aliens trying to invade and take advantage of and have an easier life (laughs) up in America. What a mess. Am I right? These people are, and the, there are people who are wolves in sheep's clothing advocating for this mess. CNN reported, and I mentioned it in, uh, I mentioned it in Hake News, that at least 650 people have died, and this is the most since 2014 when this evil organization, International Organization for Migration, for migration? I want an international or a nationalist organization against migration, right? They died trying to come into the United States illegally. And I don't really honestly feel sorry for them. You shouldn't feel sorry for people, really. But they trusted people who are not trustworthy. That's the highest number since 650 people died this year, trying to cross the border. Highest since the agency began reporting such data, recording such data in 2014. They didn't specify the cause of death, but the crossings are notoriously difficult. And there are activist organizations, anti-American people in America, kissing up to the illegals, leaving jugs of water in the desert for them, aiding and abetting. And encouraging these evil people and misguided people to uh, come here illegally. Leaving water in the desert so they don't uh, die of thirst or whatever. Or die of heat exhaust exposure. 
Customs and Border Protection has said that that's what they die of. And speaking of this fake, uh, this fake sympathy and this fake belief in families, like the Democrats do, sleazy Biden administration is trying to reunite hundreds, supposedly, of so-called families separated at the border under Trump's zero-tolerance policy, where he separated children from their families. They weren't families. It's like usually a single mother with children. That's not a family. It's a broken or never was a family if they weren't married, right? That's not a family. That's messed up kids. It's bringing crime and drugs and rapists, and some, I assume, are good people, into the country. The Department of So-Called Homeland Security they issued an open request to the public. This was so shocking to me. Or shameless, really. It's, it shouldn't be shocking. Uh, for recommendations to the public. So, guys, go tell the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to ensure, recommend to ensure that the federal government never uses family separation as a tactic against undocumented migrants again. Isn't that sick? They asked for the public help to stop family separation in the future. Enemies of America running Homeland Security. Wasn't the Homeland Security started by the George W. Bush after 9-11? It's unconscionable to separate children from their parents as a means to deter migration, said Alejandro Mayorkas who doesn't belong in, a, in America or in the government. We have an obligation to reunite separated families and ensure this cruel pa- practice never happens again. You are evil. You don't care about families. You guys supported uh, blacks getting, having no families at all. Sex out of wedlock and all that mess. You don't care about families. Joe Biden himself... Uh, did he divorce and remarry, or he just remarried right after, <laughs> right after his wife died in like a car accident or something? I don't know. But these people are liars. Such liars. They don't care about family. Amer- How about American families? The families are separated when the parents uh, get arrested, right? Yeah, the families are separated when the father comes up here to work or the mother comes up here to work. And they're working and sending half their paycheck home. How about close the borders and then they won't have to get separated? (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? We're closed. And no uh, more abortions, no more, uh, what is that stuff? Birth control, wouldn't that be nice? No more, what? No more welfare? No more encouraging women to work. No more paid family leave. Because that's not pro-family. These people are so, f- so phony, I think. It's ridiculous. These people are pushing fake voting rights. The scam-demic. The uh, schools undermining families. They don't support families. They support taking the children away from the families. Anyway, uh, that's enough of that. Let me get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia. He wants to talk about Juicy Smollett. How are you doing, Rick? 
My brother James, good work. You and Nick on, you know, filling in with my gym. You guys have missed a beat. Oh, uh, right on, man. Appreciate that. And you know, I want to talk to that juicy fruit, juicy small. <laughs> he got, he got what he got, what he got, just what he deserved. And if I was Chicago, I would sue him also for all the man hours it took to try and investigate that lie he told. Yeah. I would, because, um, you had people probably working overtime, and, and he nearly, to be honest there, James, he almost caused a, um, a riot in Chicago. Oh, really? That's interesting. I believe he did, because, you know, everybody was like, oh, man, what's going on? He's telling that lie. You know, it was something about that, because Chicago gets real cold. Why would a Trump supporter be messing with somebody that cold in Chicago at that time of morning? <laughs> right. I know. Especially... This is MAGA country. Yeah, okay. That's believable. Yeah. And then in Chicago, that's the most liberal city probably in, in, the, in the country. Yeah, liberal and corrupt and right. anti-white. Please. Yep. That got to be the most segregated city I've ever seen. Even, I think even, it's even probably worse than New York. Yeah. I think so, too. You know, um, every... every Everybody got their own section of town they live in, you know. You have um, the Italians, the whites, the blacks, the Hispanics. <laughs> Everybody live in their own area. And that's fine, to be honest. You know. You know, my thing is, um, my thing is, um, James, I, I like interracial couples, you know. But the way evil are, man, it seems like people are just staying with their color. You know what I mean? What do you think? I think so, too. It conf- the, the, Oftentimes, the kids end up resenting the parents all the more and especially the white parents and it's a or or thinking that it's the white parents that they resent right kind of like they think that they resent the fathers and so these people are they end up more lost than ever and the it's just complicating things in a way that's so unnecessary and but that's diversity for you people grow up around one another they uh they think that they have the same culture, and to me, it's it's pretty lame. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so misguided. Sad, James. They, and it's they a- get so defensive too, and think that you're racist for opposing it. It's not racist; is it's reality. People don't. It's it doesn't tend to work out as well. Yeah, because you know, a lot a lot of times, like, and 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 a lot of people don't realize blacks are just as racist. I'm telling you. We had a, um, I had a sister, a friend of mine, um, she's white, yeah, and um, her son is white. She, um, he married, he married a black lady, and then the black family said that um, his daughter wasn't black enough to come to their Thanksgiving dinner. And you know what I told her? I said, "This is what I said. Well, she, she, she didn't deserve being that hellhole anyway." Yeah, you know, I mean, she I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's like going straight to the devil's palace. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, so um, I said she. So that's a good thing. She 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 she's not there. Yeah, it is a good thing. <laughs> what a mess. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, I, I appreciate that, it, Rick. Uh, no problem, there, James. Man, so we got at least we got a victory, and, and Juicy Fruit, Juicy Small is getting <laughs> got guilty. Yeah. And um, and and I hope he pays Chicago the money that they spent investigating his false crime. I know. It's probably a drop in the bucket for him. What a mess. 
Yeah, he should. He should pay all the overtime that was paid. Every person that worked on that case and should get um should pay them and the city of Chicago. Right. It, it shouldn't end there. Even though he's guilty, he should pay restitution. And I, we I, should, I don't understand it. We so should have an inquiry. We should open up a whole inquiry into the scourge of imaginary, fake, and fraudulent hate crimes accusations because that has become the problem, the primary problem in America over the years since they've made hate crimes legislation. Because it's just been a perverse uh, encouragement to, or and temptation of people who listen to Satan to try to frame whites and men and Christians for their evil hearts, the evil hatred in their own hearts, the people who are yeah. who think that they're so oppressed, the blacks, the women, the LGBTIQ people, the Hispanics. Give me a break. And the Asians, too. Anyway, yeah. thank you, Rick. Appreciate thank it, Thank you, James. Love you guys. I'll be good. All right. You, too. Take care. Let me get to some Super Chats, guys. I don't know if I read this one uh, yesterday from Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at the hate report slash live. Your girlfriend says I think I might be too many syllables. Could you make the sound of a seatbelt rolling out of its housing and clicking into the buckle? What are you doing to me, your girlfriend? <laughs> you make me feel silly, but I, it is a super chat, and I appreciate it. I feel like I would be... <laughs> That's my attempt, I guess. That's one attempt. Hake, says Brandon M., with a super chat on Odyssey. This music is about as good as a low credit score. Cools, with a K, like cool in the gang or anything, and constantly ducking... Paternity tests. Oh, okay. This music is about as good as a low credit score, Cools. Cools meaning the, as good as Cools too, uh, which is, I think, cigarettes. Menthols, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) And constantly ducking paternity tests, which is also not good. None of those things are good. And so he's bashing my overture, which is the black-sized version, black an aided version of Handel's Messiah. Ah, you didn't appreciate that, Brandon M. <laughs> I just lost my Twitter feed, Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, stream. Anyway, guys, I appreciate that. That <laughs> very nice, Brandon M. Thank you for the super chat. Did you hear this? Last quick story for you. Uh, Canada. Canada, according to the far-left female-run outlet, The Skim. Earlier this week, Canada, Kami Canada, shout-out to the Canada callers, approved legislation that would end conversion therapy, which I don't know much about gay conversion therapy, but that's what it's referring to. When you know when you're, you, the, you're, you have a child who's so-called gay, and you, you're at a loss what to do because you don't know how to be a, fa- a real father or a real mother or both. And so uh, the child is all messed up. And so you send it to experts, Christian experts, who try to convert them. And sometimes it may work. I don't know. 
the discredited practice of trying to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Kind of in a way to trying to play God, really. Because it's God who heals, right? But anyway, they're trying, so it can be appreciated. Canada's been trying to make it illegal since last year. They're also trying to play God, evil people. But it has failed twice. Now the law, which has unanimous support, goes into effect next month, ends things like behavioral therapy and medical treatments. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, male feminist, Sophie and I are proud feminists, with two daughters, says Canada will always stand up for LGBTQ plus rights. No such thing. Evil person. Justifying sickness. And I told you earlier this week, they're pushing for Latin America to be all pro-gay and all that mess. Other countries, Malta, Germany, Albania, have outlawed conversion therapy. You can't even counsel these people, I think, according to, well, they don't want freedom of speech. They don't want Christianity. They don't want men. They want you effeminate. France could be next. Meanwhile, a majority of U.S. states still allow it. They, they're going after Christians. There's a history of LGBTQ plus stigma. There should be a stigma because it is a shame. It is a shame. Keep your, keep your perversions to yourself and, and know that you want to overcome. Right? What a mess. Anyway, guys, that's that for that. This has been the Hake Report. We, was it nice? Was it not nice? It was nice to have JLP back in the saddle. That's cool. <laughs> uh, the Fallen State is coming up next, guys, in, in about an, just a little, over an hour here, thefallenstate.tv. We are going to have, we didn't have church with Jesse Lee Peterson last week. I kind of missed it a little bit. Yeah? But we're going to have it again. Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Yes, Space Wigger, that is not real sex. That's true. It's disgusting. It's wrong. It's sick. Anyway, I cannot get to the rest of the calls, guys. Um, rebuildingtheman.com slash church for the, th- for the throwbacks as well as the live church. We will be back live with Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. And hopefully I will see you next week. Thanks, guys, and take care. <laughs>